Hello, beautiful human. Thanks for letting us in your ears today. Sophia Carson is going to be hanging out with us very soon. She has a brand new song. It is called Fool's Gold. Is this the sign of a new era to come? Sophia's going to let you know very soon. We have a lot to discuss. But first, I got to tell you, subscribe to this podcast, please. And let us know who we should invite to hang out with us next. At Zach Sang on any form of social media. Hello there, beautiful human. My name is Zach. Uh, we got Dan here, and we welcome back via the interwebs, Sophia Carson. Whoop, whoop. Woo. Hi, beautiful humans. Wow. I'm referring to you guys because you guys are beautiful. Thank Thanks, you. Guys. Uh, we were just saying, it's been a crazy year for so many, so many, so many different reasons, but you've remained really busy you've created consistently and we've been very fortunate to catch up through this way uh, three times now i just wish they were in person because your energy is uh rather something ditto well yeah i mean it's wild but i feel like soon we're getting there hey i uh have my first vaccine i'm waiting for my second when it is your turn please get a vaccine i I beg you it's our duty absolutely I say in a couple of months, we're going to be doing this in person. Yes. Yes. Sophia, the whole world seemed like they shut down for a while, but you didn't stop working. Did you take any time off? I didn't. I didn't. I, when the pandemic hit, I had just released a single and I had been on tour. So I did like a virtual tour, which Zach was there for. And so I was working at the beginning. I was working primarily from home and then in around June, I would say, so I was at home for like two and a half months or so, is when I started, you know, I shot a music video in June, I shot a movie in July, and I feel like that's when the business kind of learned how to work safely with masks and shields and testing and all of that stuff. Um, And I'm so grateful for that because I don't know what I would have done, you know, I wouldn't have done well just at home. I'm so glad I was able to get out and like you said, create and and stay so busy. It's been a it's been a blessing. Work has been truly like my salvation for all of us. What has music been for you? What role has it played? Because there's been single after single, like you've been feeding us steadily, and obviously we have fool's gold. How is this latest single different than what's what what came out in 2020? What has music been for me? I think in the very beginning it was, and it still is it was kind of remarkable to the connection that we could all have, even though we were so far away and it was all through music and doing those lives and doing all this stuff. But even though it was weird and we weren't physically connected, I know we were all kind of living it at the same time and listening to the same music. And that was really beautiful. Um, And to hear fans talk about that and like what the music meant for them at that time was really cool. Cause that's why we do this, you know? And recently I've I've been in the studio a ton because when things got a little bit safer and, you know, um, I've been pretty quarantined socially and so have other writers and stuff. We've been able to write music in the studio and I've been in the studio more than ever. And Zach, definitely more inspired than ever before and writing so much more, which is really exciting. It's been like really therapeutic and like a, a sanctuary and, and a safe place. And I forgot what your last question was. Oh, this era of music. It is a new era of music for me. I find that with every song, I feel like I get a little bit closer to Sophia, if that makes sense. Like every song is a little piece of me and everything is coming a little bit, little bit closer to like, okay, this is Sophia, which is really a really special feeling. And I wanted to kick off the year with this song 
because it's part of a story that I'm sharing with the world. And this song is, is the beginning of that story. Has it been a rush to tell that story or has it been like a slow and steady wins the race as you it's sit? slow and steady as most of fans would say, because they've been, you know, it's a, you guys know, it's, it's, it's a complicated business and singles and albums are a, it's a funny thing. And it's been a slow and steady race, I think, to kind of find this and to find the story but um it all clicked it all came together during quarantine i would say and it just became like crystal clear which was such an exciting moment so what is this what is the story that's being told in the album that is i'm assuming on the way but when you assume you make an ass out of you and me so (laughs) i don't i don't want to be that guy that puts words in your mouth that's great. When you assume you make an asset of you and me, I've heard that, but for some reason I haven't heard it in a while and that one hit differently. Um, <laughs> I shall neither confirm nor deny, but uh, I mean, the story that I'm telling is a story of love and we begin with fool's gold, which is that the cusp, a, a girl at the cusp of falling heart first into a love that feels too good to be true, which I think we've all been there, you know, like when your heart is fully in and wants to dive head first, but something in the back of your head is telling you that you shouldn't, but you don't really want to listen to it. So that's kind of where our story begins. And visually I wanted to tell, you know, kind of a whole experience. So it's not just the song or the lyrics or the melody, but it's a whole world. And it's the world told through the concept of fire because fire signifies the beginning of something. And also it made sense in the narrative that, because she's daring to fall for this love, she's kind of metaphorically playing with fire. So that was a really fun thing to to bring to life. You, you talk about a she. Is this she you, or do you, are you writing these records from somebody else's perspective, Isn't or coming that up with the character? That I, that I said it in third person. <laughs> um, no, I guess the she is me. The she is me. But I always write. I kind of always write like almost like a script, I guess, if that makes any sense. Totally. Like whenever I was right, like putting the narrative for the treatment down with Hannah, I was like, we need a girl and she, I never thought of it as like me, even though it is me, but I feel like I'm kind of stepping into a persona at the same time, but also telling my story. I don't know. That was very confusing, wasn't it? No, but the truth, but by the way, like that, uh, no, it makes sense. I mean, maybe it makes sense because I happen to have talked to a lot of pop stars over the years, but like, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, it's easier story, but to tell that story, you kind of come out of your normal f- energy and yeah. into something else. It's exactly so Beyonce. What what does what's her other song? That's it. Yeah. Okay. Well, so when you're putting together this story, do you sit down and say these are each of the individual stories I need to tell in the whole story? How does that all come together when you're putting the album songs in the track list? Well, I don't know because I don't know if there's an album, so I don't I don't know how to answer that question. <laughs> she played you. Ha, 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 ha. But you said it was the beginning of a bigger story, so where's the rest of the story going to go then? I guess you have to wait and see. <laughs> oh, no. So what have you taken with Fool's Gold? Well, well was Fool's Gold the first song finished and, and started for this era? No. Okay. So why was it the right song to release first? I'll tell you why. I was in L.A. I mean, I've been in L.A. We've all been in L.A. In the middle of quarantine, and we had just received the final mix from Stargate. And I was playing the record in my car because I can only listen to my records, like, blasted in my car. I refuse (laughs) to listen to them anywhere else. Appropriate. And um, for three minutes that the song lasted, I just 
felt happy and transported and it made me feel good for three minutes. And it just kind of hit me that that's what I wanted to share with the world in a moment when perhaps we need it the most, just three minutes of making someone in some part of the world feel good. And um, I remember I called the label, I called Mio and Ken and everybody was on board. And then it also just made sense because the story of the record begins at the start of love. And that's where our story begins. So what are you listening for in the songs moving forward? Uh, like to determine if it's good enough for public consumption. Honesty and truth. Honestly, just I just want to release music that feels like my heart. You know that every single word is something that I would say or that I would write. Um, and it's been you know I wrote my first song when I was ten, and I fell in love with writing music. The first couple of singles that I released, I didn't write. I was you know part of the process and such, but they had been written, and it's a very different experience to you know, write and sing stuff that is your own. Um, and I've always wanted to do that. So it's exciting to be at that place. And yeah, all, all I want is just honesty and truth and, and just songs that just move me. And I've always said that I love music that makes you want to dance and cry at the same time. Like that moves your body and moves your soul. So that's kind of where I'm, what I'm going for. How'd you, did you know you were ready for quite some time to write your own song? Or did something happen that was like, okay, I'm ready now. Oh, no, I've, I've been ready for quite some time. It's just a no, process. But, but that's it. Like, But to even to, to call up like the people at the label and be like, this is my own. Like, this is the one we need to go with. But then, again, like at the same time, like, is it wrong to say your most successful records so far have been the ones that you've been like, that have come from you? Because the 2020 records you wrote on, right? The 2020 records I wrote on I Love You. And that was, yes. I think that was the most successful record of of 2020, actually. You're not wrong. You're not so, wrong. Because, yeah. like, I uh, I just find it interesting that you sat on these songs that were yours, but, like, but but that's so typical of the music industry, right? Like It's very typical, yeah. yeah. It's not an abnormal thing, like, when an artist At is all. starting off, they'll send, you know, they'll send songs from amazing writers, and then kind of, like, when you start to trust the artist, you kind of allow them to, yeah. you know, begin writing. And it takes a second. This is really only the beginning for me, so it's exciting to be at that place and to be writing with so many incredible people. But you're right, Zach, and I've always believed that I think we're in a place in music right now where um, it's so transparent, right, when it's dishonest, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. I think the songs that do, that connect the most are the ones that are just, like, artist souls speaking, in my opinion. Authenticity and transparency yeah. is, like, the coolest thing around, you know? In, in a world which where people... Is, which is so cool. Yes. You know? To be living in a world like that, that's really cool. Well, in a world where so many people put filters on things, that there is yeah. some appetite yeah. for... There is a, a hunger for that, yeah. Honestly, it makes me happy. Do you feel a connection to your old music or no? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like it's part of, it's part of the journey, you know? Um, but it's also part of growth, you know? Like, you kind of grow up and... And I think you... you, you what do you call it? You grow as an artist, but yeah, absolutely. All the songs I've released, I think, have a special place in my heart. I also, I kind of like refall in love with them when I sing them live, and I can kind of put a different spin on them. Like I love singing. Recently, like I, I did love is we did like a full concert for fans, like a virtual one, which was yeah. really cool. And we did like a whole new version of my first single, "Love Is the Name," which was so cool to perform. And like, I love you. I love performing, you know, with like piano and strings and stuff like that. And that's always really special. 
How did Fool's Gold begin? Do you go in with a story? Does somebody give you a, a, a piece of production that you have to create to, you know, Fool's take Gold us back to Stargate, nothing? Stargate sent a demo with that melody. And it was, you know, just kind of instant that I fell in love with it. And, um, yeah, it was, I don't know, there was just something kind of magical and so hooky about it. And then when I went into the studio and did my thing and then recorded the vocal, it, uh, it all came to life. And then they took that and then they like recorded live strings over it and that sick bass and everything. And it just kind of came to life. But that's a rarity. Like usually I'll go into the studio and I usually start with a title, a song title. Like I usually have my notes pages are filled with like a couple of words or a song title or a concept. But I always start with the lyric, with the words, like the story that I want to tell and then kind of go from there. I just want to know when, like, I, I, I'm hungry for the album because I also want to know who you worked on with it. Like, are you working with the same people consistently where you ha- you've built a routine and trust with people or yeah, are yeah, you still getting exactly. to know producers? The first one. I, I have been, it's a couple of producers, but a couple of them on same records. And um, I've been working with Justin Tranter. Oh, cool. Oh, amazing. Fabulous. Yeah. yeah and a living I'm legend. Living legend legend so he is co-writer and co-producer on um you know with everything that i'm doing so it's been it's been really cool to be to be writing with him and creating with him and he just kind of it's special when someone just kind of understands you and gets you and it just becomes easy when you're in the room and it's rare it's rare it's rare yeah absolutely now correct me if i'm wrong but have you ever put out an album because i don't think you have no i have not I've so, only released singles. So as a, as a person who's released music for so long, why have you never put out a full album before? Um, the music wasn't there. I don't think the story was ready. And I don't, I, I feel like it's a, uh, timing is everything too. Yeah. And this kind of pandemic allowed me the time to dive into the studio and to really focus on creating this bigger story. And also the music industry has changed so much for so long. You hear that it's no longer an album business. You know Mm -hmm. that for new artists, you should release singles and such, and then eventually release the album. So that was kind of the strategy from the beginning to kind of place yourself first and then release the actual um, body of work whenever that is, if it ever happens. (laughs) But yeah, there's a couple of reasons. Well, you don't want to rush your debut album too, and you don't want to do it before you know and your sound and understand and realize or confirm, validate that the sound that you're putting out is true to you and what, like, you only get one debut album. Like, you you could release a bunch of songs. A hundred percent. It's very different. It's very different. Is red the aesthetic for this era? Red is the aesthetic for this current era, yes. And gold, clearly. Love it. I love the but, gold. Makes you look like an Egyptian princess. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you. <laughs> That's a what? Have you ever seen those Egyptian pharaohs? They're just dripping in gold. <laughs> Zach, I almost texted you saying, by the way, I'm wearing gold in case you want to throw something gold uh, on. I would have loved to have matched you just because I, I want to look like have. a pharaoh too. Yeah, fully. <laughs> yeah, I have white. You know what? I do have a yellow shirt back there. I should have put it on. Darn. That's okay. Next time. Yeah, no, yeah. They'll be. You'll be coming for the album when it happens, and that will be in the studio <laughs> because I can't do this anymore. No, um, I can't do it either. I'm over it. 
by the way, sorry, Dan, you were you were complimenting Sophia. What? I already I already said it. I just that's just <laughs> that's the vibe I've been getting from all the gold. Okay, I'll take it. Hey, that's it. That's a hell of a compliment. Thank you, Dan. Yeah, no problem. Oh, you you look like funny? an Egyptian pharaoh too. Um, I don't think so, but I, I appreciate that. Adopt own shop. <laughs> um, but we do have to talk about descendants. Um, I mean, you guys know how much I adore descendants and Evie. She changed my life forever. This is an animation, like an animated special. There was an animated series for descendants called Wicked World, and um Disney wanted to do kind of one last chapter. And um, it's the wedding special. I don't know how much I can spoil, but I know that that has been revealed. And, um, you know, you can imagine it's tremendously difficult to do um, without Cam. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, the fans love this franchise so much. And I think they're really excited about kind of seeing this, this special that they put together. So it's animated. So the same characters live in an animated fashion. So it's cartoons, essentially, or yeah. digital animation. And you're just the voice. Is there a reason they went with that that move as opposed to trying to recreate it? Um, I honestly couldn't have imagined doing a live action without him. Right. That it's yeah. it, this was probably hard enough. Oh, you have no idea. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it was tough. Do, it was tough. Yeah. Do you mind me asking if do they bring back his character? The, um, they don't bring back his character, but he is honored. Okay, in great. This, in the, yeah, well, it is, you, you it know, is touched I, on. Yeah, I know. Sometimes, like you know, the, the they they have people to replace everybody's voice at the drop of a hat, dude. True. Oh my god, that would have been. Yeah, no, they definitely they don't do that. They don't do that. But you know, fans ever since Descendants three have been asking for another chapter. And um, I think this felt like the right way to do it. A lot of respect and appreciation to you and to the rest of the cast for showing up and getting that done. I mean, Thank you for saying that. That's hard. Um, yeah. Now, this may be a dumb question, but do you at least put the wig on when you're recording your I love lines? you so much. That I love you so much. I wish. <laughs> oh, Could you imagine? Yes. Could you imagine? I was like, I have one condition. <laughs> I have to wear the Eevee wig while I record the voiceover. I'm sure they do that for you. I can't believe I didn't actually think of that. Man, you that would have been full, so cool. Should have went full been, costume. Full cost? That's what I should have done. Relax. Damn it. Okay. No, I didn't. It I defeats didn't the whole purpose that. of the animated version of this thing. Yeah, true, true. I miss that costume. So you don't get to keep one? Yeah, do you have a version of it? No, because those costumes are each kind of like handmade and very yeah. intricate. And they always keep those in like some sort of a vault situation temperature like control ever, just in case there's reshoots or just kind of to keep for like disney history's sake how cool is that that one of your characters is a a true part of disney history like it's wild <laughs> does it ever get like normal or is it always weird when you see a young kid dressed up as you for halloween i don't think that could ever be like normal i think it's always like difficult to wrap your head around you know yeah. it's like you see them and you see them dressed up as you and then you think of yourself when you were a little girl dressed up like Belle from Beauty yeah. and the Beast, you know? And it's like, that's what that's what this is for them, which is incredible. Incredible. And then to see, you know, because this was, First Descendants was five years ago. And then I guess if the, if the girls might have been like, you know, 10 when they watched it then, they're now 15 or the 15-year-olds are now 20. And then they kind of grow up an hour Sophia Carson fans and, and follow the music aspect and they've kind of grown up with Evie and that's 
it's so cool. So cool to see that. There is a forever responsibility and a forever attachment to oh, that. Yeah, forever. But I've always loved it and I've always taken it really seriously. We might have spoken about yeah. this, but I've I've always loved it. I, I always found it so beautiful that Evie wasn't, I don't want to say just a Disney princess, but you know what I mean? And that her story was like so much more that it was quite literally breaking the mold of what a Disney princess is and saying like, I'm not, I'm not a pretty face. I'm not defined by what I look like in the mirror. I am who I am in my heart and in my mind. And that's really amazing and has meant so much to so many girls. And that's also very much so in line with who I am and what I stand for. So it's definitely a forever responsibility that I cherish. Was there a defining moment or like a like a moment of realization that this was a, a character that you're going to be linked with for the rest of your life and beyond, you know? Like it's yeah. it is a it's something bigger than you, I mean respectfully like, you know. Wow, you're right. Bigger Even than you. Beyond the rest of my life. Yeah. That's why I never <laughs> thought of that Zach. Um I remember this was after I wrapped the first descendants and like guys remember I was Fresh out of college, a college student who, that. of course, had been working her whole life over a decade to try and make that happen. This was but no slow life, thing. Like, no, no, no fast no. thing. This was the slowest build. I mean, you. Slowest build. Slowest. You did it. And, thank you. And so it was my first movie at this level with this, the magic that is Disney. And this, the whole thing was a fairy tale start to finish. And I remember getting in the car after we wrapped our last shot of The First Descendants. And I was with our producer at the time, Wendy, who's amazing. And um, all the other actors, I think, had kind of been used to, like, shooting something and then wrapping and moving on. But for me, it was like my first... I didn't, I didn't want it to end. And I got in the car, and I was really sad that it was over. And I told her, Wendy, I'm just sad that it's over. And she said, that's the beauty of this, sweetie. This will last forever. <laughs> and it, it hit me, and I was like, oh, my gosh. You're so right. You're so right. And it's, it's, it will, which is beautiful. Wild. And that is art. Everlasting. You're right. And uh, forever. I'm excited for whenever this debut album may uh, appear. Or not. Or not. Yeah, we're, we're okay. We've come to terms (laughs) with either one. I'll make sure you guys, I'll give you guys the heads up. Be like, guys, it's not happening. Guys, it's happening. (laughs) Thank you. Just send a smoke signal up from your your house. I'll send a smoke signal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be red, so you know. (laughs) Thank you so much. Uh, What are you thinking? Final thoughts? Uh, The only thing I want to ask about is the music video that you briefly touched on. How was it shooting that? How was Hannah Lux Lux Davis? That's her name, right? She's done everything. She's done all the biggest What a name. Hannah Lux Davis. Yes, and she's she is I, an icon and a creative I, visionary. An icon, an icon of the industry. Yeah. I mean, some of the most iconic mm-hmm. music videos, female-driven music videos, have come from her. And she actually, funny story, shot my very first music video, Love is the Name. Oh, wow. So wow. it was a full circle moment. And she also shot Guess I'm a Liar, which she killed. And when it came to this, we just, I knew it was, I had to work with Hannah. And the second I told her about the concept of fire, she just gets me. I know. I think that's probably the, her magic is that she gets the artist and she doesn't try to change them or instill her vision on them. She kind of pulls the authenticity out of the record and onto the screen. And we created this narrative because I'm all about every aspect of the story. 
telling. And I really wanted to make sure that came across in the video that we weren't just like, you know, we didn't have fire there randomly. The fire had to make sense with the narrative. And the narrative became, you know, we have this girl who has this intrinsic fire within her because she knows who she is and what she wants. And she wants him, but he seems too good to be true. And hence in this metaphor of the game of love, she's playing with fire and all the setups came from her incredible visionary mind and um it was so fun collaborating and 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 bringing it to life i'll tell you what i'm terrified of fire so i don't think i would have been able to get in that little v thing that was in flames Mm. (laughs) because that was that was real the rest of it is all visual effects but that triangle egyptian thing that you said was uh was real but it was cool i mean it was pretty far away from me but it was cool nope wouldn't do that (laughs) terrified of fire but hey good for you dan doesn't use his oven He's afraid that it's going to explode. I well, I'm with you in that I can't cook, and anything that's like hot and like stoves really scare me. So I'm right there with you. Wow! Look at that. Finally found someone who agrees that ovens are terrifying. Terrifying! It's terrifying. Every time it opens and that heat comes out, it's terrifying. And then people stick their hands their in there hands to grab things. I'm like, what are you it's like- doing? <laughs> What? Why would you stick your hand in that? Can I tell you guys a story that I probably shouldn't tell because it's embarrassing, but Please. I'm going to tell it because it's you guys. I genuinely can't cook. And it's gotten a little bit better because when I, you know, when I shoot and I'm out of the country for months at a time you gotta and I get back. What? You have to figure out how to fend eventually, right? Totally. Even though you eat on set, if you get home really late, I'm like, well, can I? so I can make eggs and I can make <laughs> scrambled eggs. Great. And I can make popcorn, like, but popcorn like kernels and i put them in there with the oil and it's super simple and those are my two specialties so i can fend for myself talented and i bought a hard-boiled egg maker over quarantine so that i can do that oh congratulations thank you so much it was major <laughs> and but when i was in high school i remember um i don't remember why but i had bought a soup and um it wasn't a soup that i could just warm up in the microwave i don't know why but i ended up putting it on the stove to heat it up. And I remember vividly, it started to boil and one of the soup like sparked on my hand and I just broke, I started sobbing. (laughs) Sobbing in my kitchen and I was like, I'm gonna burn the house. I was absolutely terrified. And from that moment on, you've never used a stove the same way again. Never, never. And that's how you figure out where your fears come from, everybody. (laughs) You really gotta trace it back. Do you have a moment really where the, the oven really messes with your head, Dan? No, but I fully agree. If I'm trying to cook something on the stove and like a little piece of oil hits me, game over. Like game over. Can't it do was it. Scary. It it's was hot. Scary. It's gonna burn it's me. Hot. It could potentially burn my house down. Okay. Absolutely no. No way. That's yeah, because you're in no control over the flame. You're in no control over the totally. pot. You have no. Hey. You have no ability to turn something off. No. Or, you can't do it. Hey, you know, once at that one thing... moment, everything kind of goes blank. And it's like, all you see is red. It's like, oh, my God. Oh, my gosh, guys. What are you going to do when, like, like tragedy really strikes? Like, if... if, if I don't think got... there's a bigger tragedy than an oven on fire or a stove on fire. That's the biggest tragedy you can get. A stove is meant to be on fire. Well, I can if it's working properly. I can popcorn, so I think I'm good if tragedy strikes. You're right. You're right. You're right. You can, you can make a fire and pop popcorn over it. Oh, make a fire? Fo- oh, you mean that kind of tragedy? No, uh, that's dark. No. Okay, got it. <laughs> Sorry. That's dark. Uh, final thoughts, Daniel? I just hope the next time we see you, you can come in here so we can yes. all stop doing these Zoom things. You kind of over-Zoom? Kind of over am I kind of over-Zoom? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
I mean, and luckily, like, I can't imagine because you guys must do this all day long. Like, I only have to do this when I'm doing press or like promo. Apart from that, I can be in the on set. Yes. But I can't imagine. Yeah, I'm. We're. I can't even speak. Let's make a pinky promise that next yeah. time we do this. <laughs> please, please. Right, where's the camera? There. This yeah, time. yeah. Hooked, hooked, hooked. Okay. What is that? That's not how you do a pinky promise. What you're supposed to do is pinky promise somebody, then you're like you kiss the other side of it or something. Like, Can't do that. Right. We're in a pandemic. You're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. God, my bad. Anyway, right. Sophia Carson <laughs> debut album potentially coming. Keep an eye out. But if you want to listen to Fool's Gold, there's a link in the description below. We love and appreciate you. Thank you for your energy today. I love you guys. Thank you. You're the best. Really. Next time in person, love. Next time in person, bring the hoverboard. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll bring the stove. You bring the popcorn. <laughs> I'll bring the popcorn. Love, Bye, dude. Have an amazing day. You too. Bye, guys. Bye. Later. Hey, beautiful human. Thanks for listening to our conversation with Sophia Carson. New music on the way from her. And please let me know who should we invite to hang out with us next at Zach Sang Show on any form of social media. Please be safe if you can't hug your family and don't go to jail. Have an amazing day. Peace and love.